Hey guys, Shway here. Sorry for the brief hiatus after episode two. Had some uh, unexpected medical stuff I had to deal with. I'm okay now. I want to thank everyone for uh, who reached out to make sure I was okay. It meant a lot to me. Um, excited to bring episode three of the No Shway Out podcast to you today. I have on my friend slash guest, Brohan503 and Nine So Fly. You can find both of them on the whatnots like I did. They're on to talk with me about our initial thoughts on AEW Allure, as well as our thoughts about AEW Full Gear, which I still can't get over how amazing that swerve match was that uh, I'm really hoping they push him to the moon. Uh, It's Thanksgiving week. Happy Thanksgiving if I don't have another episode. Before then, uh, if you could, like, subscribe, share, follow, all that jazz. Tell a friend to tell a friend. You know, the more... The more y'all tell your friends, hopefully the listen, the bigger we can grow and the cooler stuff we can do. So without further ado, here's episode three. Hey guys, what's good? I'm here with... My guys, Nine Nine So Fly, aka Naisha. What up? What up? What up? And we got my guy, Bro Hot Five Hundred Three, aka Dustin. What's good, brother? How you doing? Hey, I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Thank you for having me on. Oh no, thank you. Yeah, guys appreciate it. Appreciate out. it. Yeah, dude. No, that's one thing I want to do, man. I feel like the three of us have been watching Allure come to life on Whatnot together. So I was like, why not have people who I know are in this as much as I am, who are passionate about AEW as much as I am, to come on and talk a word, because I'm going to be honest, guys, I'm going to be eating a little, not all, not the whole crow, but a little bit of crow when it comes to alert. and I ain't talking about crows, for the record. <laughs> I ain't talking about crows with the K. I'm saying I, I may have been a little bit wrong in my second podcast about alert, but I'm willing to take my credit for messing up it's okay but first of all guys i gotta talk full gear full gear was might have been my favorite pay-per-view of the year i don't know i just i'm never gonna get over that hangman swerve match some of the things i saw in that match i've never seen before this man went swerve went full out gangrel doing the triple h blood <laughs> spit with the water guys what i saw hey, that- hangman him yeah. and Hangman. Oh my God, dude! When <laughs> yeah, I like, dude, Hangman underneath him drinking the blood, dude, coming out of his crazy. face. That was insane. Dude, I, I, was, I hope they all got their uh, hepatitis shots because that's wild. <laughs> yeah, no, good thing they didn't fight Bob Orton because I'm pretty sure he got that. But <laughs> oh man, man, dude, like it's just crazy to think about, you know, AEW during the COVID era being at. You know, oh my God, what was that place called in Jacksonville? Something place. Daly's place. Daly's place. There you go. Them at Daly's place. Not sure how COVID spread. It's like, oh, is it sweat? Is it this? Is it that? And then we're like two years later, and this man's going full Triple H with the blood. <laughs> Them just bleeding all over each other. You know, they could have been in a pool of blood, looking like you, damn. Shout out Aaliyah, by the way. But you, you want to hear something funny? So yeah. I went to the first show at the Forum in LA. And that's actually where I caught COVID the first time. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, fast forward literally a year and a half later, these fools are drinking blood, no mask insights. It's wild. 
Yeah, no, that is because <laughs> I was literally on stream doing the uh, impec impeccable mixer that I was trying to put together. And I had one, this is the first time I've ever done this on stream. I had one earbud in and then I had my iPad to the side because I'm going to be honest, guys, what not seller tip. Every time I have video going on the screen, so if I put my iPad for a pay-per-view, my sales die. I don't sell anything because everyone's watching the pay-per-view. So I, I, you know, as much as I like watching stuff with people, I was like, let me put this to the side. People can get distracted. I'm going to be on here till now and not even be able to record the podcast. But I'm like <laughs> one year in, talking to customers. And then I'm just like, oh, oh. Like, I just started screaming. I was like, yo, like, I was so in shock that this man, like, I can't get over all that blood stuff, man. It was nuts. And then they, like, taking this, uh, the staple gun, like, New Jack, and just, and then mm -hmm. stapled himself. Yep. Yeah, and wild. then this fool, this fool after the match cut a promo. I don't know if you saw it on AEW socials. He still had the damn right? staples in his chest oh my and God. in his cheeks. Crazy. Yeah, no, Swerve is i really feel you know and naisha we spoke about this briefly yesterday because you said you wish hangman had won so that they could have the the third Rubber match to kind yep. of see but i feel like they made a great decision letting swerve win i want them to put the rocket behind swerve there's so many even hangman's another guy in AEW. i feel like they were building him up and then the whole you know him losing his friends him being with dark order they kept going up and then he won the title and it just, the momentum kind of died. And I'm not saying Hangman's not one of the top guys in the company, but it's just, you guys can see, even when watching breaks, you can see who's over and who's not by who's selling quickest and who's selling for what you know. And Hangman usually is not one of the first guys to sell. Let's be honest. Nope. So seeing Swerve, his value has shot crazy high since he's been getting this push. Him winning clean against Hank, well, I wouldn't say clean because they had yeah. hell, but <laughs> as clean as possible against Hangman in such a great match. I really hope they just keep this momentum for him because who knows, maybe next stop's the TNT title. You know, I they've kind International? of international. Yeah, I was about to say it seems like the TNT title's almost taking a back like a backseat to the international title. You hear a lot more about the international title, and then they have the new title that Tony's talking about where they're combining three titles. I don't know if you guys saw that. I didn't see that. Yeah, so Brohan, basically what's going on, Tony announced that new, I think it's the Continental Championship. Correct me if I'm wrong, Nainai. Yep. And basically they're combining the Ring of Honor Championship. Um, is it the Pure or the Open Weight? No, no, the actual ROH. Oh, no, I mean for, uh, I'm sorry, for New Japan. For New Japan, were, oh, uh, the strong. The strong title. Oh. And then they were doing one more title, too. I forgot which one. I'm totally blanking. So, so it's New Japan strong, the ROH uh, uh, heavyweight, and uh, then the new championship, the Continental. Yeah. Pretty much so they're unifying, like, all three. And it's cool because they're basically making a link for all three companies to be together for a very long time because it'll be floating between Ring of Honor, New Japan, and AEW. So that's cool. Like that, like, where is that going to even be on the totem pole of titles? Because I just want Swerve to get to that next level. And I don't know if him, I'm going to be honest, like, Orange Cassidy's cool. I'm just not super into it personally. Like, he's a great wrestler. He's doing a lot of cool stuff. He's a nice guy. 
It's just, he's not someone I actively root for. I would love to see Swerve have a real title run. But again, I want to be patient because I don't want them to rush it. And then they kill, because there's been so many guys in AEW who've been getting that push and then they don't really capitalize on it. I feel like they did that kind of yesterday though with Julia. People seem very hype on Julia Hart winning the title, which, you know, I'm still, for me, I'm not as huge. I don't really collect the ladies as much when it comes to cards, you know, depending on opportunities I will, but people have really been getting behind Julia. So seeing her actually take that next step yesterday was pretty cool. Do you guys think it's really gonna, where do you think it's gonna go with her from here? Um, I, See, I like Julia a lot. I like Tony a lot. I, I think the women's division is amazing. It's just, it's been so inconsistent with the booking. Right. Um, to have Sheeta win twice in what, four or five months, um, even though she's one of the best women's wrestlers that they have, really makes her a transitional champion. And, and that's kind of a shame. Um, I just wish they were more consistent, honestly. Uh, I, Julia, she's been getting the hype. She's been getting the uh, push. House of Black has been killing it. Um, and so I just hope the booking after this is consistent. You know, it's funny you mentioned that because Sheeta is now three-time champion, correct? Yep, she was three times. I knew but that she won the last uh, two in the past like five months, which is crazy. Right. I knew that Sheeta was kind of over when she, and when I mean over, I don't mean like popular, I mean over as in like her run was kind of coming to an end in terms of like her trajectory when she, after she won her first title, they had her kind of like almost like the Drew McIntyre for them, where she was there during the pandemic as the champion, not really with the big crowd. And then the big crowd comes back, and what's the first thing they do? They have her tap out to Britt Baker pretty quickly. It's not just that she lost, but she lost clean to Britt, who was a heel, had her tap out, and just made her look weak, and then all of a sudden she was off TV for months. You know, so after that I was like, man, they just could have kept her around to be, like, stronger so when other people beat her or, you know, just making her look better, because when they made her disappear, it kind of took away from not only her, but Brit's win and the division as a whole. You got to keep those people strong to help out the rest of the people in the division, you know? That's at least just how I felt about that. Um, Brohan, was there any, I know you said you only got to watch pieces of Full Gear. And by the way, guys, just a, a quick side note. If you don't uh, follow Brohan on social media, he put this really touching piece up a few weeks ago talking about seeing Sting for the first time and what's probably gonna be the last time. And I just thought it was like one of those things you love to see when it comes to wrestling, you know, just wrestling unlike a lot of sports. I mean, when you win a title and I'm sure, you know, Naisha was there when the Nuggets won, at least in the state, so she can validate, but when you actually get to experience something like that in person, like wrestling, there's so much more emotion, I feel like, for just any sort of event versus sports where it's mostly emotion to do with like championships or those big wins, you know what I mean? So, Brohan, for you, like, you know, I want to thank you for sharing that with us, but also just like, you know, what was that like for you? Did you get to check out any of the Sting match yesterday with Ric Flair making a, a little appearance? That's uh that that match I did watch. That was cool. Um, it was cool to see the uh, the callback with the low blow on right. Flair. Um, yeah. Um, 
yeah, seeing Sting, that was, uh, that was, that was, that was a moment for me, man. Um, so at 10 years old, I, was, I think I was 10 when Starkey 97 happened, which you could say whatever you want about it now. I was 10 years old when it happened. I didn't realize that it was a botch at the finish. It was like, it was, it was like the thing for me. Like I, that, that made me the hugest Sting fan, like for life, you know? Um, and uh, the last the last time Sting was in Portland was in 1989. That was when yeah, I was he had not been back since. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was two when he was there. Obviously, I didn't see him. Um, they like WCW came to like Seattle uh, in the late 90s, and my best friend at the time, um, we we both loved WCW. We were big WCW guys, so we both loved Sting. He went, and I didn't get to go. So he he got to see him at uh, is it the Road Wild pay per view? I can't remember which pay per view it was. Um, but yeah, so I was always like so bummed about that because I felt like I missed my one chance that I was ever going to get to see Sting wrestle live, right? Um, and then I, I I knew that AEW was coming, and I saw the card and I was like, ah, I don't know if I'm going to go. And like literally two days before they post the that poster was Sting on it. Sting and Darby are gonna wrestle the Outrunners or whatever. And I was like, Shit, I gotta go now. <laughs> like, right. That's my only chance. He just announced that he is retiring. This is my only chance to see him ever. And uh, yeah, man, it was uh, it, it was amazing. I I cried. <laughs> I don't know the last time I cried. I literally don't. And I cried. I do. I yeah. actually <laughs> last time I cried was when Bray died. To be honest, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Oh, that's time yeah. I cried personally. Yeah, yeah. Um, that you know that's the one thing i always say about wrestling when people ask me you know because i have family and friends like most of the people i know who like wrestling i've met through whatnot to be honest because most of my family and friends don't get it and i tell them i'm like guys you go to a wrestling event it's somewhere between a sporting event and a concert because that you know what you're talking about right there right is with sting reminds me of you know I still regret not seeing Lincoln Park in concert. You know, I still regret not seeing them. There's a lot of other musicians and people that I, or comedians like Mitch Hedberg as a comedian. Like I never got to see him live and I never will get to because they both passed. And it's like, you got to have that moment with Sting. And as much as people, you know, love to shit on Tony. And I will say sometimes like, I'm not as big on the Rick signing. I hope it pans out. I wish they gave some of the younger guys a little bit more shine. But having said that, him signing some of these older guys is giving people like Brohan the opportunity to have those moments or even have those last moments, you know, where like Naisha and myself could go see AEW and see Sting one last time. And then like down the road, we could tell like, you know, little baby Brohan down the road, be like, yeah, I saw Sting, you know, like. I saw him, like, really, Papa, you saw him? It's like, oh, yeah, I saw him, Stinger. <laughs> he, he splashed some random 80s-looking dude, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, I do, like, was... you get those... Wrestling just seems very emotional to me. You know what I mean? You get those really heart-wrenching moments. They always go for those type of moments, you know? And another one of those super emotional moments I saw yesterday in Full Gear was the, uh, the Young Bucks versus Kenny versus the Golden Jets, where you just saw 
the Bucks just go crazy at the end. They went full heel. They hit Kenny in the nuts. They were destroying the stage after, not the stage, but they were destroying the ring area afterwards. Nick Jackson to me is like, as a face, it's like he's non-existent. But whenever he's a heel, I like him way better than Matt. Nick to me as a heel is like, of, I'm not the biggest Young Bucks fan, but if I had to say of anything of the Young Bucks I like, Nick Jackson as a heel, by far my favorite, personally. Yeah. Agreed. They, they, they just sure. have punchable faces. <laughs> That, that's why it works for them. As Matt has such a punchable face in particular, bro. He makes these little goofy looks, and you're just like, ah, like the yes. You know, they, they, they just work as heels <laughs> ten times better, man. For sure. Oh, no, they're great as heels. So, Nine Nine, what would you grade the pay per view? Was there anything specifically else about the pay per view? Obviously, I thought Tony has the tendency to overhype stuff a little bit, not to undersell Will Ospreay. I think that's a great signing for the company, but. The way he hyped it up, I wanted Mercedes Monet, man. I thought that nice. we we're gonna get Mercedes or someone big. I'm glad it's not Goldberg, you know. But <laughs> having said yeah. that, I really thought it was gonna be Mercedes. Like that would just take them to the next level. They really need, because as much as I like Edge, he's not really a ticket mover. It seems like comparatively to someone obviously like Punk, Mercedes a ticket mover. Mercedes, you put her in an AEW card product. Like, that's going to help my job out <laughs> considerably. Having Sasha in an AEW card product, because she still sells, and she hasn't even been in WWE for almost a year now, and her stuff sells heavy still to this day. Yep. Yeah, that would be um, a huge boost to the uh, women's division also. Like, it would get a lot of eyes on it. Exactly. Like, people that, like, refuse to watch it for whatever silly and, reason, you know? And she could really help along a lot of women like Sky, like Julia, because even though Julia won the title, I still... Think, and Julia's 22 so I'm not saying this as like a man she needs to get it together it's more so it's like she's really fresh to the wrestling wrestling industry you know so she needs to be in the ring with women like Sasha she needs to be in the ring with women like Serena Deep I'm gonna be honest like Serena Deep's great in the ring you know and I know she's been helping out coach a lot of these women but Sky Blue other people like that they need to get in the ring with these women to improve even Sheeta you know, Sheeta's been getting better on the mic, too, but they need to do something with her to make me care. You know, Tony's made me care so far. So Yeah, it goes back to the inconsistency of booking for the women. And I think that with Mercedes, I mean, she's a ticket mover, yeah. period, point blank. So if they're able to sign her, even if it's something short, uh, it's, it's going to help the women's division. Because um, if you look at it, you have Athena, uh, Mercedes Martinez, Sheeta, uh, and I mean, besides that, a lot of them are just independent, and, and, and not to knock the independents, but they don't have that television experience. They're young. They need those reps. They need to learn. They need to grow. But even then, I mean, Julia's over, and she's 22. Sky Blue, uh, Willow, uh, all these women, they're amazing, amazing wrestlers. Chris Statlander. Um, but yeah, you add Mercedes in there. Ooh, ooh, Mercedes Monet, that's money right there. I feel like Willow's the perfect example, though, of someone who, give her the belt. You know, Willow, to me, is someone where, like, I'd much rather see her be champion than Julia. I get why they did it with Julia. Julia's very popular right now. People like her. To me, though, like, I'm way higher long-term on Willow than I am on Julia. I really like Willow. I think she's great in the ring. I like her character. The whole, like, she's smiling and then she has on her screen, nothing matters, you know, like, the whole thing to me, I'm like, okay, 
I can see her being a champion. And I want, like, to me, I would have rather have Soraya, Soraya, however you want to say it, I'd rather have her lose to someone like Willow than Sheeta. They really missed an opportunity to elevate someone with her loss because Sheeta's already won it three times. How much more is her beating, having beat Paige really going to help her out long term? You know, Willow is their female, you know, white meat baby face. Uh, and you can't go wrong because it's contagious. Like every time she comes out, you can't help but clap to her music. And then you know that, you know, if uh, Rick Bonnie's there, you know, they're, they're going to do the Willow raps. And yeah, like you just can't hard. help. Like, <laughs> and she's amazing. And she's amazing in the ring. And uh, she could work with small girls. She could work with as, as a big girl. And I, I said this jokingly, but I, I, I think it's the truth. Willow Nightingale is everything that Nia Jax wish she could be. <laughs> um, you know, she's a, she's a bigger, thicker woman, but she can work with small girls. She can work as a big girl. Um, she's just amazing in the ring. And I, I'm, like I said, I, I love Willow. I think she's great. And I'm high on her just like you, uh, uh, Shway, so. Yeah, she's, um, I would say with her and Nia, like Willow's definitely quicker faster more agile and it's just um i'm not i'm not one to usually say this, but i haven't seen or heard anyone either i know that's one of the main things with naya people always love trashing her about is how she injures people but you know she did help get becky over because of that so i guess you take yeah. those with the dubs um she helped becky become the man she did any last thoughts on full gear while we're here before we transition over to alert guys the, the one thing about AEW is they don't miss on pay-per-views. But regardless of the card, regardless of people, you know, matches are added late, they don't miss on pay-per-views. Um, whereas with WWE, there's inconsistencies on pay-per-views. You know, Fastlane, there were some high spots, there were some low spots. They're not, even the Jericho, um, Omega, and Young Bucks match I wasn't high on. It ended up being a good match. It so, was. So that's the thing about AEW is they're going to show up and show out for pay-per-views. And so, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed Full Gear. I don't think it's the best one of the year, um, but it's it's up, it's up definitely up there. That one match to me is my favorite match of the year so far with Hangman and Swerve. Personally, that was just my favorite match. I will say I wasn't too big on Wrestle Dream personally. I, you know, of the pay-per-views, like all the main ones they have, Revolution, all in, all out. I thought those were great. Wrestle Dream. I, even though when and when, I just didn't didn't really care too much personally. That's just my opinion. You know, I wasn't too big on that one personally. Uh, yeah, but I, I would still take that over like a fast lane. <laughs> you know. Yeah, true. I would say the one thing with WWE pay per views a lot of times is, um, and you know, this wrestling in general is um, a lot of it's very predictable. You know, because. You already know, like, if Roman's in it, like, based off who it is, you're like, all right, he's winning. You know what I mean? And someone's going to cheat to help him. Ref bump, interference. Yeah, Yeah, interference. Here's Solo. Here's Jimmy. Here's whoever. You know, I was worried about them hurting LA Knight's momentum. That's another story, though. But, yeah, I I definitely respect that. Uh, Brohan, any last thoughts on Full Gear while we're here, brother? Um... That that Swerve Hangman match was insane, dude. And they need to just push Swerve to the moon. They should. Back to the moon. I really hope that they don't miss out on this opportunity, man. Because Swerve needs a title. I just don't. 
I'm okay waiting. I don't want to rush. And if they rush no. it, then they end up messing up his push because they've done that a lot in AEW where they've rushed certain guys and people have had moments. And like, I think the biggest one you think of, I brought up Hangman earlier, but even more so than Hangman, you look at Wardlow and Wardlow was so hot. The man was so hot. He was killing it. Shout out BJ Priest, by the way. I know she loves her some Wardlow. They, uh, they were so hot with Wardlow. He beat MJF clean. He was the TNT champion. And then they just had him lose a bunch. And you're just like, bro, like, you know, what was it? Did he lose to Samoa Joe or did he lose to Darby? I forget, but it's just, he ended up losing the title. I think it was Joe, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they ended up using Wardlow to, I guess, reestablish Joe. And I'm just like, dude, like, and it's just Wardlow, they cut his hair and he just hasn't been the same since. Like people just don't care as much. His, you know, when you go in, um, <laughs> when you go in and you have this guy who's hot as hell and then you use him, I don't know, just kind of underwhelming. They cut his hair off, they, he lost his power. Like what was it, Samson in the Bible? Was it Samson? Yep. Yeah, just <laughs> lost all his power. And it's like, damn, you know, what the hell is going on? Um, and then he re- he regains the TNT, and then he loses it to Luchasaurus. Is <sighs> in like a week, and yeah, I just I'm sorry, nothing against the guy. I just don't get the appeal of Luchasaurus. I'm sorry, guys. I just he's a dinosaur man. Is he's a dinosaur who's a luchador? <laughs> um, may or may not be Mexican. I'm not really sure. He has a PhD. Um, I don't know, man. The whole gimmick to me is ridiculous. And like, I still think of Edge coming into his first AEW uh, press conference. He's like, yeah, really looking forward to working with Luchasaurus. And I'm like, right. And I'm, I'm, if you don't know me, you can ask Brohan, you can ask Nai Nai, you can ask anybody. I'm a huge AEW guy. Like, I wave the AEW flag a lot. I would say I may break the most AEW on whatnot. And I'm still over here telling you, I don't understand Luchasaurus. I just don't get it. It doesn't appeal to me. You know, maybe it's for the kids, whatever. I don't know. Um, With, without Jurassic Express, it it doesn't make sense. Like, yeah, no. it really doesn't make sense because now he's an evil dinosaur who may or may not be Mexican. So you don't know what's going on. All right, guys, we're uh, my my free Zoom is running a little low so what we're gonna do is we're gonna restart the stream we're gonna take a quick little break ski and we're gonna come back and talk about some alert what's up wrestling card collectors cardboard pc here when i'm not searching the internet for cards i don't actually need i make sure i'm listening to the no shway out podcast with my guy shway be sure to give him a follow on all socials and of course join the shway wrestling network on district Hey guys, Shway here. People always ask me, Shway, what's the best way to support your small business? Well, besides liking, subscribing, and following this podcast, as well as following me on all social media at Shway Nostalgia, make sure to check out ShwayNostalgia.com for all your Shway Nostalgia merch needs. Whether you want an In This Economy t-shirt, Shway scented candles, Shway playing cards, all sorts of stuff, as well as vintage clothes, vintage action figures, vintage toys, collectibles, wrestling, Star Wars, Marvel, all sorts of cool stuff, vintage sports stuff. We got you covered. Use the code NOSHWAYOUT for 10% off your order and make sure to follow me on Whatnot. Check out all our breaks coming up. We're always having good times and ripping cards on Whatnot. Thanks for listening to the pod and we're coming up on the next 
chapter. Hey, what's up, you virgins? Why don't you get your dirty mouths off those kiss cards and do something constructive, like listen to the No Shway Out podcast with Shwayster. All right, guys, back from the break with Nai Nai and Brohan. Uh, again, we were talking about full gear. We're about to get into Allure. I wanted to give a little props to Ricky. Also, I didn't say anything about Ricky Starks retaining the Chag Team Championships. I thought they'd probably lose that, and he ended up winning with Big Bill. So happy that he's going to continue the run. Um, also, quick note, too, really enjoyed Tony Storm. Uh, note, she left for Tony Khan after full gear. If you haven't gotten a chance, go on uh, Twitter and check out Tony Khan. If I'm allowed to, I got to look it up. Maybe I'll just put the audio in here real quick and cut it in. I don't know if I'm allowed to do that. I got to figure that out. But that was great. Um, and then, yeah, we're just going to hop right into Allure, guys. So we've done two full case breaks. I'm sure Brohan and Nainai, just like myself, have seen a lot more case breaks or possibly gotten into other case breaks. I have to say, I have to eat a little bit of crow. I mentioned this earlier. I said people might not be as excited about Allure. And I was wrong. People are very excited, at least initially, about Allure. Allure has been very popular. You know, as they say, people like the shiny cards. It's almost like the AEW equivalent of Finest or Chrome. The cards really do pop. They're very exciting looking, I would say. Um, I do think, though, I was right on a few parts where I'm not as big on the... I feel like the bus was kind of a missed opportunity. They're not that exciting for a case hit. They look kind of like a regular insert if you didn't know what you were looking for. I'm still not a big fan of the fact that there's five ref or announcers in the set, um, but that's an AEW staple. Besides that, guys, how are you guys feeling about Alert so far? Let's start with Brohan. Brohan, how are you feeling about Alert, brother? Well, I mean, you, you mentioned eating crow about Allure, and it seemed like everybody was just kind of meh about it. You know, like the, the the pictures and stuff that they showed of the cards before it came out. It was like, man, I don't know. This looks corny, man. I, but then you start going into, into breaks and you actually see the cards. And like like you said, it's like it looks like chrome. Like, they're beautiful cards. I don't have, I haven't got any in my hands yet, but those things are beautiful, man. Um, I love it. I love it, man. Yeah, I got this. People uh, get weird when I say this, but the cards have great hand feel. All right, <laughs> like you you hold some of like series one, series two, and you're kind of worried you might chip the card. Even some of the metal cards, you're kind of worried like, all right, am I holding this okay? Like a lot of cards in um, metal in particular, I would have to like stop the stream and penny sleeve them or top load them right away because I was worried they'd chip or something if I didn't. You know, um, yeah, or like they already came chipped, yeah, or in the pack. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, especially with metal. Spectrum was, yeah, metal when you'd open a pack. Metal die cuts, part. especially. Okay, yeah, those um, what the blamo cablamo or whatever the hell. <laughs> Bonzo Gonzo, man, Bonzo Gonzo, <laughs> yeah, Bonzo Gonzo, whatever. Man. I hate those cards. Um, yeah, like. <laughs> The first card in every pack would be kind of bent on metal, and then Spectrum in particular. I've opened so many packs where, in particular, the auto in the back, the corner's busted. And I've seen that several times on, like, low-numbered auto cards. I, I saw it with the Darby, I saw it with the Reho, I saw it with the Statlander. Uh, Nai-Nai, how are you feeling so far about metal? Anything grab your interest so far? Any big hit? Um, so for 
Allure, I was kind of, you know, similar to Brohan. I'm like, eh, I don't know. But once I saw the breaks, I was like, these are really nice cards. And the inserts look great. Um, the die cuts, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a huge fan of die cuts, but I do enjoy and I like a good die cut. And with metal, the corners are just trash and all the die cuts for the most part. But they all look solid with the lore. And uh, I, I like the inserts. I like the high, the, the numbers. Um, I, I enjoy it. I think it's, it's going to be up there with, you know, Spectrum and, and Metal for me, honestly. I like them better than the Series 1 and Series 2. Well, we'll see how Series 3 is. But, um, yeah, the buses, not overwhelming. Um, I think, honestly, the 16-bit, you know, Easter egg cards are way cooler than the buses for me. But I, I like the product so far. Which, by the way, did you see, um, I got to check the exact number, but someone posted a 16-bit Sting that sold for, like, a very high number. I got to double-check that real quick. I want to say it was, like, 750 or just something really ignorant. The problem Ooh. is with the 16-bit is they weren't originally told about in the check sheet with having mm -hmm. said that um, the metal checklist also when it came out had a lot of errors in it and they still had the errors up on a lot of the sites saying like Kyle O'Reilly and other people are in the product when they're not. So they didn't add the 16 bits to the checklist. So, you know, people are trying to figure out, I saw someone posted the odds recently, I'll have to double check that as well. But, um, you know, some people are getting these and selling them for high numbers because no one really knows what the check, like what it is and even still like, Looking at those 16-bit cards too, they, you know, if you weren't aware, it just looks like another insert, if we're gonna be honest, because it's just the same silver looking card, like the bus, you know, you look at the bus, which um, I believe Filth Bomb Wrestling hit the uh, the Cesaro 101 bus, which was like the Superfractor looking bus. So those can also be Superfractor-esque as well. So it's just, you know, some of the case hits I wish were a little more distinctive when you saw them and it didn't look, because if you were ripping the product and you didn't really know what was going on, you could easily look at that bus and just be like, oh, it's another insert. You know, there's nothing really distinguishable about it where, you know, you look at a jambalaya and you're like, okay, this is different. You know, you look at a color yeah, for bus sure. and say, this is different. There's nothing really distinguishing about the bus to make you realize that you should, you know, protect it as a case hit. You know, it's hard to really tell. Um, I would say so far, you know, the 101s have really been what's captured my interest. I'm a big fan of Superfractors when it comes to tops. I know Nine is not as big on tops historically, you know. Maybe now that WWE is going back, we'll change the narrative a little bit. But the Superfractors just look sick, you know. I, uh, one of the reasons we have Brohan on is I pulled Brohan, the Daniel Garcia 101 Superfractor, and it just looks fire. You know, the second I looked at it, I was like, yo, this card's fucking amazing. Like, this looks so cool. I think that's the first time I actually cursed on the podcast, by the way. But um... <laughs> please tell me you did the dance. Please tell me you did the Daniel Garcia dance. Oh, no, nah, dude. My, <laughs> I wanted to, but, you know, my back has been all messed up. That's why I didn't record last <laughs> week. And I was like, because, uh, you know, your bestie Raiders was all like, Shway, do the dance. And that made me, anytime <laughs> someone tells me to do something on whatnot, I literally feel like you gotta do that Eric Newlander 
in the first Zoolander <laughs> movie where he's doing the acting and there's that photographer. He's like, you're a monkey, Derek, you're a monkey. And he's like, <laughs> around. like that's literally how I feel when anyone tells me to do anything on whatnot, you know? Like, like the guy that was telling you uh, to, to run The Miz? <laughs> oh my God, yeah, that guy told me to run The Miz and then uh, he got mad when I was like, what, not even a please or something, not even a hey, how you're doing? The man threw a temper tantrum and then um, said I was the worst breaker on whatnot on my uh, <laughs> on my feedback, which we got that removed pretty quickly. Because uh, come on, man, that's blatant hateration, and we don't tolerate no hateration, toleration in this country. <laughs> I'm just saying, we don't deal with that type of stuff, guys. It's just not happening. So besides, obviously, the Daniel Garcia, I got lucky and pulled the 101 Pepsi Phil Superfractor. I posted it on the Bay. I know it's a high number, guys. Feel free to send me an offer. The MJF just sold for 3,500 in less than 24 hours. And I know that it got paid for because I follow the guy who bought it. So I know like it actually got paid for. So that's one nice thing about Lure is you're seeing people actually excited about the product, willing to spend on the product. Obviously MJF people spend on MJF regardless. So it's not really gonna matter, but People seem really into it. Sky Blue has been a great chase for people. I've seen a lot of people chasing her. Uh, Julia's also been a great chase. I've been seeing a lot of people chasing her. And the one nice thing too is the price point's pretty good. I mean, no guaranteed auto, but it's, you know, if you went and bought a hobby, it's like 100 to 125 range, depending on where you get it. Offline, whatnot's obviously a little bit more. There's a lot of potential for good hits from what I've seen so far. Even if you don't hit an auto, you can still hit some cool stuff that makes up more so than what an auto would have been you know and i haven't even right. seen jobber autos either so. yeah i think people put like sometimes too much emphasis on whether there's auto or not in something like personally i'll take i'll take a, a low numbered card over an auto all day every day the stuff that they've got in this product they've got so many different inserts and they're all numbered like all of them are have the potential to be numbered or autographed which is cool there's not just like two autograph sets like in select there's like these autographs and these autographs it's like every card has the potential to have an autograph on it including the case hits the buses the ice cream cards all of that i didn't even know that until like i started ripping some and someone told was that you telling me yesterday someone hit a bus auto uh i don't know if it was me but i did see somebody hit a bus auto who (laughs) was without a curiosity uh I think somebody hit a hangman bus auto nice. yesterday, last night. I saw that. That's, fine. That's cool that they have those die cut autos because one of those title ambitions, we hit a uh, a Christian Cage from my guy CJ, and then I saw you hit a Lee Moriarty uh mm-hmm title ambition too which is the die cut which again like that's one thing about AEW is sometimes when you're ripping packs you don't even notice when an auto is about to pop up because they kind of blend in with the rest of the car especially in metal that happened to me in metal all the time which Mm -hmm. one thing I do like about Allure is I feel like it has the coolest base autos of any AEW set with that the red red rainbow the red rainbow yeah yeah that red red shiny I saw an it's Abaddon. It's like a pulsar almost. Yeah, exactly. I saw an Abaddon one of that, and it looked like fire with the color match, you know? That was, yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, the, the metal base auto is kind of blah. You know, it's just the, the basic generic, like gunmetal gray. But that green, yeah. though, I got that jade green metal auto. Whew. Pops. Pops. I love those greens. The greens in there, the 101s. There's still a lot of good stuff in metal. I think, though, it's just. 
I don't know, man. People like I think it was Brohan said a couple days ago. People love their PMGs. You know, PMGs still have pretty good resale value. I'm hoping, you know, maybe down a little bit, I'll start doing some AEW metal slash, uh, you know, allure mixers. Maybe in a week or something. Gonna do a little small cool. allure break because people seem to like the uh, the smaller breaks. Because I'm gonna be honest, man. Packing out this case of 20 boxes with the amount of base, it's Dude, so that's a lot of cars. Yeah, I got, I got two. I've had to do like being out for a couple days and having to pack all these breaks. I'm like, man, like I got to take a day off and just get everything done. I ain't trying to, <laughs> I ain't trying to pull a breaker out here, you know. But uh... yeah, for sure. Like I know, even like, even like just packing like stuff from a, a single stream takes time, you know, to do it right, right? You know, because we're not just throwing stuff in a ziploc and sending it. Uh, you know, you know, we gotta we yeah. gotta pack it right and make Shout sure it gets that the person safely. You know, yeah, no, it I, takes I, a lot of time, dude. It, yeah, that's another reason why I'm not mad at about doing smaller breaks is because they're quicker to fill. Um, even though, like, it's funny to me because we're doing, uh, for example, with the full case break. You know, you look at private party, right? I'm not saying private party is a spot that deserves like $200 or anything crazy out here, but someone like that, I think I ran them and they went for like five bucks a piece in the whole case. And then I'm seeing someone run like a one boxer or a three boxer and they're getting the same price. Yeah. Or like maybe like three bucks less. But when you amortize that over a cost of the case, I'm like, bro, you just paid 30 bucks for that. Like, you know, like, yeah. so it's, it's, it's interesting to me where I'm like, man, there's like great value here and people are like, oh yeah, can you do this? And I'm like, you know, I'm in the position where a lot of breakers who break don't collect too, I collect. So a lot of people that if I'm not getting what I want for it, I'll just keep it. Cause for me, I'm like, you know, especially after whatnot fees, like yesterday when we did the impeccable break, no one bought, um, no one bought Becky. And there was like Cena and like one other bigger name that no one bought. And I was just like, bro, I'll just keep it. Cause if you ain't gonna spend 40 bucks on Becky, I'll just keep it. And then I hit her FOTL first off the line metal card out of the break. And people are like, damn. And I'm like, yeah. Damn, I should have bought that spot. You should have bought that spot. Yeah, I'm trying out here, man. It's just like at a certain point, it's just not worth me selling it, you know? Like, but um, yeah, overall though, I've really enjoyed Allure. I think it's going to be popular for a bit. I've been hearing rumors that they might drop Series 3 in December. I, you know, it's fascinating because what you guys both said earlier when you started talking about Allure is, you know, oh, we weren't really as excited for it. We didn't really know the pictures look goofy, you know. You didn't use specifically goofy. I used goofy in my last pod. But I bring that up because I think part of the reason we felt that way is just because it kept getting pushed back. You know, one of the reasons why we weren't as excited about Metal and Allure as we could have been, because when they first announced Metal, people were going crazy. Everyone's like, what, AEW Metal? And I had people hitting me up who don't even like AEW, being like, yo, when are you doing a Metal break, blah, 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 I want to get Sting, I want to get all their favorite du- former WWE guys or MJF, because even WWE guys who don't watch AEW know the value in MJF. So I think that really, hurt the excitement for both products, but I feel like the reaction for Lure has probably been the best of any AEW product I've seen. Cause you look at, you know, series one, series two, series one was hot when it came out. And then EPAC kind of, my, my opinion, killed it. 
but you're watching Allure right now, and one of my main concerns was EPAC with any release, with Metal, with Allure, is what are they holding back in EPAC? You know, Allure has kind of made me not worry about that as much because I've seen Jamie Hayter one-on-one pulled. I've pulled the CM Punk, aka Pepsi Phil one-on-one myself. I pulled a Daniel Garcia for Brohan. I've seen the MJF one-on-one pulled and sold. Kenny Omega Auto 101 pulled and sold. So you're seeing there's actually bangers in the retail product, which, you know, in series one, a lot of the MJF stuff I wanted, I saw people pulling out of EPAC and it left a bad taste in my mouth because I'm like, bro, I bought how many cases of this product and you're telling me the shit I was looking for wasn't even in it to begin with? I will say they've kind of alleviated some of my concerns slightly about that. I'm still curious to see you know, because supposedly they're supposed to be doing EPAC of metal. I got to double check the chest checklist for alert because in the metal one, it specifically says in EPAC for certain stuff as well and the breakdown. So we'll see how that goes. Is there, did either of you guys have any more thoughts or anything cool you saw with alert you wanted to share while we're here, guys? And for the folks at home, we're kind of like, you know, we don't really have a, uh, a setup for this pod. I'm kind of figuring it out as I go, guys. So we, you know, we didn't share checkpoints. We didn't do anything. I'm literally asking them questions on the spot. So give us, give us a little bit of the benefit of the doubt here. Yeah, man. I, uh, I just think everybody's surprised about it. And it's, I mean, I guess if you set your expectations, it's really low. You'll be surprised. <laughs> I guess you won't be uh, disappointed. <laughs> and uh, I have definitely not been disappointed in it. Um, like the very first break I get into was just, I guess it was one boxer. And I got, I paid like $8 for staying, which is crazy for one box, right? Like in a break, in a, in a 20 boxer, that'd be. FOMO's real, know, guys. Yeah. Oh no, that'd be 160, um, my guy. Yeah, be 160. Like, which is way overpriced, right? I don't know. I, th I think it's just like, people have a, a lot easier time paying $8 for somebody. Like, instead of paying $100 for somebody in a, in a case, you can get like 10 guys or 15 different guys on like the smaller break, you know? I ended up pulling a, a Sting Auto out of 35 in that, in, that, in that first one boxer, which I never thought would happen, obviously. Um, but yeah, I've, uh, I've, I've had really good luck with it and I've seen some crazy stuff being pulled, man. Um, so you had the it's, Daniel one one. You had the Sting out of thirty-five. Was there any mm -hmm. other notable bangers? I, I'm not sure what the Lee Moriarty auto rate is. I know his auto rate in metal was very low, so his autos are very rare in metal. I don't know about that in Spectrum, but what else have uh... I've, I've seen? A, I've seen a couple other ones get pulled. Okay, um, out of Allure, um, and then Daniel Garcia out of thirty-five. You pulled for me also. Did, um, how could I forget? Yeah, and. Uh, and I know there's some other stuff that I'm that I'm missing. Um, there's I know there's more. I just can't think of it right no, now. <laughs> nine nine have so whether it's you hitting it yet, which we still need to pull nine nine something monsters, which I still have that nine uh, that nine of fifty. We got to talk about off stream. But um, oh yeah, yeah. What uh you know have have you had any big hits yet, or has there been anything you've seen in a break where you've been like, okay, that's nice. Well, I mean on on eBay, I've seen some you know uh, some Ricky Starks to ten. So, you know, R Ricky's one of my guys. So uh, I, I definitely going to have to hop on that. But um, the, the one thing about Allure is like, you know, like we all said, it, we were kind of surprised um, about the product. And I, I really enjoy that all the parallels, all the inserts, um, you know, can be numbered, can be auto. Even the, I mean, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the ice cream one. Um, 
or even the bus like you know it's kind of underwhelming but it's so cool that you could get that in the auto form you could get the one-on-ones um super refractors of it um like it, it's just overall really surprised me it's a good product and you know i've been on the metal chase for the past couple of months so now to add a you know, I was gonna kind of sit out a lure, but I have to. I, th- there's no way that I can't partake yeah. in. Yeah, <laughs> no, lures can't miss. Lure. I, I really feel like lures can't miss. I, like I said, I'm hoping maybe in like a week or two, I can maybe do like a, a three or four boxer and maybe have it be like two allure, two metal or something, because I'm still sitting on a case of metal with four autos, and you know. There's still Jade, as much as I like MJF, I'm a realist, Jade <laughs> a slightly cheaper PC for me. So it's like, there's still some Jade stuff I want. And I ain't seen the one-on-one of Jade in any of those products yet. Just saying, guys. So I'm I'm going to keep looking. Y'all should keep away, though. She's not, she doesn't have a good upside. <laughs> Leave her to me. Don't worry about it, guys. Especially my, my guy, Tim Jacob, if he's listening. Yo, just sell me all your Jade cards. So if it's all right, I'll find you some Shinsuke stuff, bro. It's all good. Um, <laughs> So I just made my first Allure single purchase, which I ended up getting uh, the vertical out of 35 MJF auto blue with the little mojo finish. It looks similar to the Prism mojo uh, on the bay. Um, you know, fuck it, I'll tell y'all. We had, it was around 350, you know, plus fees, which I think is pretty good. You know, the only other one I saw was up um, the horizontal, which, Horizontals are rarer, but having said that, a 35 auto out of 35 is the same, whether it's vertical or, you know, there's only 35 of them. It's just like, well, one 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 is vertical, one's horizontal. It's like, yeah, but there's only, you know, it's a one one It doesn't matter. <laughs> you know what I mean? That that always cracks me up. It's like, yo, it's a PSA 8. Well, it's a one one Do you want it or not? You know? <laughs> so <laughs> the other MJF I saw was like a grand. So when I was able to get 350, I'm like, you know what? This stuff's been selling like wildfire. And then a non-alert purchase I made, guys, which I'm gonna show them on video, is I actually got a pack of the AEW Verse System playing uh, trading card game, where it's actually like a card game that you can play kind of like, I think it's like Magic or something else, you know? Oh! Where someone was running it on a whatnot stream, and my guy Mick, shout out Mick in Australia though, good dude. Um, I woke up and it was like, you had a tag five minutes ago. And I'm like, Mick tagged me. I'm like, it must be a mellow or something. And I go in there, he's like, oh yeah, you want this AEW box? And apparently they retail like 45 video and I got it for like 32 bucks. And I was like, hey, you know, and there's 200 cards in there. And like, there's certain cards, like there's a Jade card, there's an MJF card. I'm like, yo, people are selling some of these singles for, you know, the Jade was like five, 10 bucks by herself. So it's like, I keep that. I could sell the rest of it if I want. I could do whatever. I was just like, hey, AEW cards I haven't used yet. Why not? You know, so. Yeah, for sure. That's exciting. But while we're here, guys, any final thoughts about Allure? Again, guys, I'm still figuring out how to do this properly. I know we'll have better structure next time, but is there any final thoughts on Allure, Full Gear, wrestling cards in general, AEW, you know, World Peace, anything you guys are thinking of before we sign off here? Meta world. Uh, with allure, with allure, I'd say whoever decided to make the golden treasure look like a super fractor is a genius, and I think that kind of makes the product like that's the chase, right? Yeah, those one on ones look so much because that's a great pro- point, Brohan. Because you look at um, think of like series two, right? We're looking at series two, you get a one on one 
non-auto has the black trim, it's okay. You look at the auto has the gold trim. To me, kind of underwhelming. I'm not gonna lie. Some of the one-on-one -on -one autos from Series One, Series Two um, looked very underwhelming to me. That's just how I feel. You know, Series One I still like. You know, I really would love at some point to build out the dotted line collection. Right now, I have I think just Nick Jackson is the only dotted line I have, and that was more of an opportunity buy than like me searching out the bucks. But the one-on-ones, you know, in metal and in particular Allure. They just pop and you know once i get you that daniel garcia brother you'll see what i'm talking about they really <laughs> really pop you know and hopefully um we got to get nine eye the nyla or stokely or someone we'll, we'll get that figured out you know for sure scorpio Scorp man ricky bro people man eddie <laughs> i don't know what's going on with scorpio man i don't know what they're doing you know the man's won the tnt title i believe twice he's won the tech was it three times Three times. Three times. Tag team champ, all this stuff. He got hurt. He comes back. He's in Ring of Honor. I don't know. Like, Scorpio's one of those guys on paper. You're like, all right, you know, he's got the look. He's decent in the ring. He can kind of talk, but it's just like, I don't know if it doesn't make me believe him. There's just something missing. I don't know what it is. There's just something missing to the equation to make me really care. Because again, it's kind of like Sheeta. Him and Sheeta both win a couple titles, but they're kind of, you know, until she won the title again, both of them were kind of afterthoughts. You know, that's just my opinion, personally. Um, I feel like both of them could be utilized better. I feel like Sheeta, if she had a manager, could be a lot better, personally. Because I'm more invested in Emmy than I am Sheeta. Like, Emmy's a lot more entertaining than Sheeta is, let's be honest. Like she comes out and she doesn't speak a lick of English, but she's coming out and she's entertaining the crowd. She's able to tell good stories during matches. Like she's obviously a seasoned veteran, but still like they got to make me care about Sheeta a little bit more. Uh, all right, Nina, any last thoughts to close us out on here? Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, guys, come across some uh some Ricky Starks, you know, powerhouse Hobbs. I got you. Hit me up. <laughs> No, um, I, I might be fighting you for those Rickies. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> you know, I love me some pretty Ricky. Um, no, it's 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 a great product. Uh, you know, we in 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 our hobby, we kind of you know take a dump on upper deck and stuff, especially with quality. But uh, it, it really is a good product. I'm surprised. Uh, we'll see what series three d does. But uh, I really now you guys are keeping me broke upper deck. Thank you. <laughs> I really hope they don't drop it in December. You know, I know we've been talking about wanting more product, but I'm like, man, that's way too soon. They could have given metal a little bit more time to breathe, give Allure some time to breathe, you know, because now people aren't as interested in metal and they kind of just killed part of their market for that. So like, let Allure breathe. breathe. And to be honest, like if, if series three comes out, I think people will be interested, but I'll, you know, I think people still might like Allure better. I'm going to be honest, like, based off what I've seen in Series 1, Series 2. Series 3 will have Sky Blue stuff, so people will want that just for the Sky Blue aspect of it all. But I really feel like, you know, the letters... They, they would really need to have, like... Uh, and don't get me wrong, the Pyros are cool in the series, but they, they have to have something that makes it pop. Because with the lore and metal, you have the PMGs, and now you're getting all these cool inserts with the lore. Series you're going to have to that for the series. Series one had dotted lines, and then series two they just got rid of them. Yeah, and they had those breakouts. With the breakouts are all right, but I think the dotted. I, I, lines... I like the AEW uh, magazine inserts. I thought those were pretty cool. 
I liked them in yeah in series one I thought they were cool some of the um the main features in series two I wasn't as big on like some of the inserts I wasn't big on like series two you know I know Win is gonna hate me for saying this because in Helico was only in series two but I just wasn't very uh excited for series two you know obviously Jamie and a lot of the other and Jade was my main thing about series two but it's just not a very exciting rip allure is an exciting rip metal has the potential to be extremely exciting based on the hits but the base cards in allure even are just more exciting than metal allure you have to say is probably the most exciting set they have let's be honest metal i love metal there's still a lot of great cards i'm still looking for in there and a lot of great resale value on bigger stuff but allure is just a lot more fun personally for sure agree so all right guys i want to thank you all for coming on again uh Thank you to Nine Nine So Fly, aka Naisha, and shout out Brohan. Thank you as well, aka Dustin. Appreciate you guys both coming on. Um, I know Nine Nine is going to be uh, rooting for the Commanders today. Left hand up. Who are we, the Commanders? But um, <laughs> besides <Ooh>. that, <laughs> I, I had to do it. Good luck with Dak. Yeah, now she's pulling out her cowboy shirt. We get it. You already know. Hey, I ain't mad at the Cowboys. I'm just saying uh, I'm not sold on Dak. That's just me. Um, anyways, guys, thank you so much, and have a good day. How do I fucking... There you go. And that's how I turned off the Zoom call. Thanks again, everybody, for coming out. Thanks, Nai Nai and Brohan for coming and hanging with me, talking to E-Dub. I appreciate everyone checking out this podcast. If you can, like, subscribe, and all that jazz. Follow me on all platforms at Shway Nostalgia. Check me out on Whatnot and at the Shway Wrestling Network on District. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone, and I hope you have a great day.